Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Self-Care Society podcast. I'm Ashley Kucher, and I'm your host this week. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope that the holiday season uh, gave you an opportunity to rest, relax, do some reflection, maybe a little bit of reconnection, either with yourself or those that you love or love spending time with. I hope it was a good season, whatever it looked like for you, and I hope your 2023 is just as great. So some of you may have um, announced or at least committed to yourself some New Year's resolutions. And congratulations to those of you who do. I don't participate in that activity, but I know that a lot do, many do, and that it serves some of you very well. Um, if you're you know, going full steam ahead and accomplishing those or sticking with your goals for January of this year, good, good on you. I'm cheering for you. We're all cheering for you. We know that you can do it. If you've set some resolutions and already you're not quite as enchanted as you were with them just a few short weeks ago, that's okay. I don't want you to beat yourself up ever, let alone so early in the new year. You know, things are different, um, you know, day to day, week to week. So the things that you might have committed to a few weeks ago, they might not be, you know, obtainable this week or this month or whatever that looks like for you. So Again, good on you if you uh, resolved some new things for the new year and um, are sticking with it, or if it's not a good fit right now, that's okay too. I do want to talk a bit today, though, about alternatives to those New Year's resolutions. <clears throat> so if you didn't commit or you did and you're finding, nah, that's not going to work out for me, stay tuned because I have some ideas that might work to serve you better in the new year, um, or at least something to think about as you go into the new year. But first, before we go forward, I want to go backwards a little bit and I want to talk about the origin of New Year's resolutions. I did a little digging and I found that, and I promise I'll try not to make this too boring too quickly, but <laughs> the ancient Babylonians are the first to, allegedly, are the first people known to make New Year's resolutions. And that was almost 4,000 years ago. So like a really, really long time ago, people started this New Year's resolution thing, right? So, but the way back then and even civilizations to come after them really um, made these resolutions or these promises to their gods, right? Or various deities that they believed in. Um, and the promises were always to the god, not really to themselves, it seems, but more like, um, you know, I will do less of this bad thing, god, in the new year, or I will, you know, repay my debts, or I'll return things that I had borrowed, um, or, you know, heaven forbid you had stolen, you would make that right in the new year, right? So it was really just like um, a little 
you know, damage control and a promise uh, and a hope for better behavior or, um, you know, actions in the future. And that's really where the New Year's resolutions, though they didn't call them that, I think back then, I have no actual idea, but I assume maybe not. (laughs) That's really where the motive came from was to do better for someone else, for a God or a deity that they believed in, not necessarily for their own behavior or day-to-day lives, but they believed that if they made nice or made peace with this um, resolution and offered it up to the gods at the beginning of the new year, that they would um, have a more, you know, a better new year because, you know, the gods rule and they would weigh heavily upon your day-to-day life um, as as they believed back then and now, arguably, right? So fast forward 4,000 years, our resolutions have really turned introspectively, or it's really an internal um, promise in most cases to yourself for the new year. Oftentimes it sounds or looks like I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat less of X. I am going to, um, you know, volunteer more. I am going to consume less. I'm going to spend less. I'm going to stick to this budget. You know, it's all... I am or I will. And that's okay, but it makes it very personal, puts a lot of pressure on you (laughs) when chances are that you're probably already doing the best you can with what you have, right? Like, of course, we all want to do better in some area of life, but sometimes we just don't have the resources. Like, I don't have the money to join that gym or I don't have the literal energy. Like, I'm exhausted um, for whatever reason in your life and I can't or I don't. I physically cannot go after whatever it is that I'm saying that I'm going to in the new year. So a lot of times we're just depleted of the resources that we need to do better or feel better or have better um, that we so oftentimes promise to ourselves um, at the beginning of a new year. So in a way, um, and unintentionally, we kind of set ourselves up for more of the same. I won't say failure, but more of the same because you're promising something to your future self in the new year that you don't have the resources to now or when you made the promise. And if you don't really have a plan to get the resources for the future promise that you've made future you, you're kind of in the same place, right? So that's tough because then when you don't, you know, meet or complete or check that box at the end of the new year or during it, it's um, really defeating, right? Like that doesn't feel good. It feels like more of the same if, you know, that's been your pattern or your experience. And it feels very personal because it is because you made the whole resolution based on a very personal choice, very personal actions. It's usually revolves around you, right? But not the resources that could accompany you to um, improve that part of your life you're hoping to improve in the new year. So, I hope that makes sense. But in 4,000 years, we've uh, changed and uh, modified our um, resolutions quite a bit. Um, so much more introspectively, much more personal. Um, although arguably, um, you know, plenty of us still uh, have resolutions about our faith or um, things that are important to us that are outside of us, right? Okay, so today, now knowing that we often make resolutions that are uniquely personal and um, totally reliant on us, Um, But knowing that we don't always have the resources to support said promises um, or, you know, greatest desires for the new year, I want to provide you with the first alternative, which is in lieu of a resolution, maybe right now or for the new year, I instead encourage you to maybe take inventory. So instead of making a new year's resolution and adding to your plate in some way, Let's just take the new year to be a great stopping point to take our own personal inventory, right? And I talked about this earlier in a group 
last week and <clears throat> I really kept coming back to the metaphor of like a retail store. One of my first jobs was at a big box retailer and um, a couple times a year they would hire an independent outside company to come in and take their inventory, which was literally just taking count of every single piece of merchandise and kind of merchandise in the store. So um, I'd kind of like without it being too stressful or time consuming, you know, work with what you have, of course, <laughs> I'd like you to take or encourage you to take your own inventory, right? And kind of playing on that metaphor. What do I have? Like, what is my inventory made up of? Like, do I have a support system? Do I have a partner? Do I have a job? Do I have, you know, income to support me? Do I have shelter that I need? Do I eat the foods that I, or do I have food? Number one. Number two, is it the kind of food I want to be eating? If not, why? You know, it's just, uh, and you wouldn't even really need to get into the why at this point, but just a very baseline inventory of yourself. Like, what do you have that is a benefit to you or an asset to you, if you will? And you can just access at any time, right? So if I have a support system and I know who those people are, I can access them um, or at least get in touch with them uh, at any time because I know they're what I have. I'm not seeking that right now. Then next, of course, if we already inventory what you have, I want you to inventory what you don't have, which is a little trickier because um, you really have to think about what is missing and what um, do I want to have more of? Well, I guess, yeah, number one, you could have more of, or what don't I have at all and I need, um, need to just begin, uh, you know, accumulating or um getting in life, right? So if I'm low on, uh, like time alone is very important to me. I really recharge when I get an opportunity to be just by myself, choose what I do or don't do. I just get time um, alone to kind of just be, right? <laughs> think about what I need to think about, write what I need to write about, work on what I'd like to work about, or do not none of those things, right? Just sit, read, watch book, scroll through social media, which is probably not the greatest, but you know, you just need that time to unplug. That's very important to me. So I'm always low on that. I feel it's just a space of life, a season that I'm in and that's the way it is. But if I'm really low and there are opportunities for me to get more, I need to note that in my self inventory. So again, number one is what do you have? Number two is what are you low on? What do you feel yourself coming up short with that you wish you had more of? Then number three, what do you have a surplus of? Like, I think I could answer for all of us, like, uh, I have too much work to do, right? Like, work is very busy, whether it's in my home, in my actual, you know, um, employment. Is it uh, personal work that you're doing with on yourself? Like, is it too much? Um, do you have friends or family or different communities that you belong to that require a lot of your time and you're feeling very stretched very thin because of that. So what do you have a surplus of? Like what do you not necessarily want to go or, you know, get rid of, but you just have too much of it and we need to put some boundaries around it or we need to reel it back in, right? And then lastly, and it doesn't have to be your last question. If you think of more as you're working on this, of course, you know, go for it. But <clears throat> the last thing I'd encourage for this self-inventory is what's missing. So uh, again, back to my big box retailer inventory uh, metaphor, <laughs> I'm thinking of, you know, we would, not we, but the company that would come in and do it, they would need like an accounting of what has been stolen that we're aware of, what has been um, 
you know, just what is not there that should be there that was once accounted for and has not otherwise been taken out of the inventory. So what's missing is uh, something I'd encourage you to think about. So again, where are you spread so thin um, or where do you not even have a chance to spread to <laughs> because you're spread so thin? You've run out of yourself, right, to stretch uh, to something you're really reaching for, right? So um, in my case, I really like to read. I don't have a lot of time. I don't have any time to do that, honestly, unless it's an audible book. Um, and I want to change that in the new year. I'd like to have that become something that comes into my what do I have column of my inventory sheet, right? Not what's missing. Um, also, just like, um, you know, connecting with friends uh, more often, uh, worrying less somehow. I have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so just what do I, what's missing? Um, you know, the kind of that peace of mind for me. Uh, and how do I, I want to write that down so I can be cognizant of it so I can work towards, um, you know, getting some of that in the new year, replenishing that, right? Okay, and then the second alternative I have to New Year's resolutions is create a list of things that you're looking forward to in 2023. So maybe the inventory seems, you know, too big of a, a lift right now. That's okay. I think that's great self-awareness. I applaud you for noting that <laughs> about yourself. Um, so let's skip to something a little more um, manageable, right? It's a, It would be a <clears throat> more doable list, if you will. So what are you looking forward to? Uh, and if for you, if that's big picture, you take a literal look at the twelve next 12 months. Um, or if you like to break it down in more bite-sized pieces, which is month to month, week to week, day to day, you know, however far you're willing to go, go for it, right? So if, um, you know, you have, you and your family have personal time or vacation time that you're looking to plan, you know, make sure you're planning that, you're getting that together um, early in the year so that when those summer months come or whenever the vacation time happens for you, you're, you know, those plans are made. It's on the calendar. It's something you've been looking forward to for months uh, on your 2023 calendar. Or if there's things um, you're hoping that will happen in the new year, right? Like, oh, I hope we make more um, use of our, you know, Sunday fun days or whatever that looks like for you. Or I really want to commit to um, going back to school and I'm going to be able to do that by, you know, kind of earmarking every Saturday morning as my study time or whatever that looks like. So things you're excited about, but maybe really haven't put into motion yet or into concrete plans for 2023, maybe do that instead of your New Year's resolution. Just um, make concrete steps or at least have an idea um, timeline-wise on the next 12 months of the calendar, right? How you'll get to those things. So I guess really what I'm trying to um, encourage you to do in lieu of the resolution, which sometimes can just be, um, you know, and it's a wish or a dream or a hope or something, which are all great, right? Those are, those keep us going. But in order to reach those, if we can make some plans either on paper, in your head, with a friend, with your partner, whatever that looks like for you to really get to those, right? So how do we do that tangibly? So I think that taking the inventory, as we just discussed, is a great idea to understand what you're starting with to make sure that you have the resources to go after those goals. And then a nice partner for the inventory list is to create a things uh, list of things that you're looking forward to. Because once you have the resources kind of identified of what you have going into the new year, you can then identify how those resources will help you reach um, or obtain or um, 
you know, make sure for certain that the things you're looking forward to will happen in 2023 because of the resources you're going into the year with, right? So just some suggestions, of course, um, this is the Self-Care Society podcast, so we always encourage you to take care of yourself first and what works best for you. These are all just suggestions and not uh, prescriptions by any means, but just something to think about a little outside the box at this time of, you know, everything's new and exciting. We got a blank slate for the year. Let's fill it up with all these things that will be so great, but really let's make sure we have a plan to get there so we don't feel disappointed um, when, you know, we're here again next year and hopefully things look a lot different, but just in case they don't. So again, I wish you all the happiest new year. I look forward to connecting with you here on the podcast. Um, and I hope that you all just have the best 2023, um, whatever that looks like for you, right? Big or small ideas, um, less or more, whatever that looks like. I hope it's unique to you and serves you and your needs best. So thanks for listening this week. We'll catch you back next week. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care.